The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here, my friend. Doing it from the road today in a actually a Walmart parking lot in Monroe, Louisiana, making our way back to Jacksonville. Uh, we're doing the Dallas to probably Mobile leg today and then finishing it up five hours tomorrow. So we have Sherry Laskin with a lot of details and a lot of cruise news, so we'll jump right to her. Hello, Sherry. Hi, Doug. So the show must go on, whether the CDC likes it or not. Yeah, that's true. So two new cruise options are available from Royal Caribbean. You'll just have to fly there and aboard the ship. Royal Caribbean will begin sailing from Nassau, Bahamas this June, even though specific guidelines from the CDC are yet to be implemented by the cruise line. In fact, Royal Caribbean stated that, quote, Details on additional health and safety measures to be implemented will be announced at a later date. The cruise line will home port Adventure of the Seas at the port of Nassau from where it will depart for seven night cruises with two consecutive days spent at their private island, Coco Key, a visit to Grand Bahama Island and over to Cozumel, Mexico. Royal Caribbean will require everyone over the age of 18 to present proof that they have completed their vaccinations. The government of the Bahamas has their own health requirements, which include receiving a negative PCR test result before their arrival into the Bahamas and testing upon arrival, and then filling out appropriate entry forms. Passengers will only be allowed to go ashore in ports if they purchase Royal Caribbean shore excursions. This is to keep everybody in a bubble. And the exception, of course, would be at Coco Key. And the second cruise departure just announced will be Vision of the Seas sailing round trip from Bermuda. So beginning in June and going through August, Vision of the Seas has a series of seven-night cruises with an overnight stay in Bermuda, followed by a full day at Royal Caribbean's perfect day at Coco Key. As with the cruises that begin in the Bahamas, the Bermuda government also has requirements that arriving visitors must meet. And as you can guess, this includes a negative PCR test result as well as taking another test upon arrival. All crew on both ships will be vaccinated, and passengers 18 years and older will be required to have the vaccine. Those under 18 can cruise after showing proof of negative COVID-19 test results and reservations are open for booking. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of questions here about will Royal Caribbean require a mask on these Nassau sailings? And per their social media, I actually asked Matt Hodgeberg over at Royal Caribbean blog, and he sent me a screenshot of Royal's social media on Twitter last week. They said, yes, if you're sailing out of Nassau, you will be required to wear a mask. Yeah, and you can buy them in the gift shop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe a, a cute ship or something on there. And if Nassau or Bermuda isn't your cup of tea, you could actually go further south. Yeah, so Celebrity Cruises announced Celebrity Millennium will resume cruising this June from St. Martin. But there is one caveat. You can guess what this is. All adults must have completed their vaccinations. 
Celebrity's first cruise since last year is scheduled to depart from St. Martin on June 5. Recently refurbished to the tune of a cool $500 million, Celebrity Millennium will depart from St. Martin for seven night Caribbean cruises. And ports visited include two different sailing itineraries. In the course of the week, Celebrity Millennium will head to either the far southern Caribbean or sort of semi-eastern Caribbean. For the really southern Caribbean cruise, ports will include Aruba, Curacao, and Barbados. And the other itinerary includes Tortola, St. Lucia, and Barbados again. In order to board the ship, all adults 18 years and older will need to have been vaccinated. And again, children under the age of 18 will need to show proof of a negative COVID test result taken within 72 hours of embarkation. Not everyone has come out and said it, but it seems like the whole vaccination thing is going to be the new standard for now. I mean, that's what it seems like, right? Starting with Royal Caribbean. So we had some positive news from the White House regarding the future of travel, not just cruise travel, but the future of travel in general. Yeah, this is interesting to read it. So an anonymous White House source hinted that there may be a lessening of some travel restrictions as soon as mid-May. While nothing has really been confirmed, changes could include easing of travel regulations into Mexico and Canada as well as seeing inbound travel from Brazil, Europe, and the UK. And as we've mentioned, Royal Caribbean, of course, plans to home port a ship in the Bahamas, a ship in Bermuda, and another in Haifa, Israel, which would be the Odyssey of the Seas. Crystal is a ship heading into the Bahamas, and of course, there's Celebrity in St. Martin. So when and if cruises resume from U.S. ports remains to be seen, as none of the cruise lines have yet to fulfill the guidelines set by the CDC to resume cruising. It's important to note that the cruise lines, you know, we know they're getting restless to restart and they are busy lobbying CDC officials to clarify and or even eliminate the conditional sailing order that was put in place late last year. Yeah, there's been a big push here over the past couple of days to let them start sailing by July. I know Miami's mayor uh, recently wrote the CDC. And then, of course, the CDC is also sending mixed messages like, I don't know. Did you follow the a couple of days ago, Sherry, when the senator from Alaska, Alaska rather asked the CDC director what needs to be involved in it, you know, to get sailing again? And the CDC director really didn't even have an answer. She was like multiple government agencies. And they were like, well, what agency? She didn't even know. Yeah, that's Lisa Murkowski, and she's really leading the push to get the big Mm. ships back up to Alaska. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Some more options for UK cruisers this summer as well. Yeah, here we go with another one. So with the UK government giving the go-ahead for ships to begin sailing from there this May, a handful of cruise lines are really scrambling to get their ships ready for business. And MSC is ready to get back to cruising from there, and they'll only allow UK residents to be the passengers, and they will not need to be vaccinated to cruise. So that's different. Princess Cruises also plans UK departures, and again, only for UK residents. But unlike MSC, Princess will require all adult passengers and crew to be vaccinated. Princess Cruises from the UK will run from July through September, while MSC plans to begin cruising from Southampton as, like I said, as soon as May with a series of short cruises. So we shall have to wait and see what develops there. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on the horizon. We'll say that. You know, we're keeping our fingers crossed that everything goes smoothly. You don't want to rush to judgment either. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So it was touch and go for a river cruise line late last week. The American Queen Steamboat Company, they had planned to celebrate the inaugural voyage of its new ship, American Countess, and it was scheduled 
for March 17th from New Orleans. However, due to a miscommunication between the CDC and the cruise line, the ship was prohibited from sailing. And this is because of CDC's conditional sailing order that does not allow ships to sail if they carry in excess of 250 passengers and crew. Well, American Countess can hold 245 passengers and 110 crew members. And if they sailed full, it would put the ship over capacity for the order. But as the story goes, the notice that the ship would sail with reduced capacity was apparently overlooked at the CDC, and thereby they issued the no-sail order for American Countess on its March 17th inaugural departure. But the cruise line was quick to notify the CDC that it would not fill the ship to max capacity and thereby fall within CDC guidelines to sail. The miscommunication was quickly remedied. And the ship's inaugural celebration and departure went off without a hitch on the new date of March 21st. Wow, that's that's a little more than just a uh, a <laughs> lack of communication. There's some serious, like, I don't know, you think everything's black and white, right? And you either say yes or no, and then to say yes, and then to say no, once everything's set to go, it uh, makes you wonder who's leading us. We don't know who told who what right. or whom yeah it's just yeah it's one of those things um so it was let's see here a close call for a disney cruise ship in florida thanks to a uh, a casino boat that pretty much went rogue yeah i did watch the little video on your website and the story it happened at port canaveral as this little casino ship was nearing the dock when apparently a sudden gust of wind out of the south prevented the little vessel from navigating over to its docking space. And we did have gale warnings when this was happening, so I do remember that. So looming at a 45-degree angle was the bow of Disney Magic, also on its approach to dock and head down to the Disney terminal at the far end of the channel. But luckily, port webcam saw what could have been a real T-bone to the casino ship and it sent a mighty little tugboat to push the casino boat out of the way of the Disney ship. And both vessels safely docked at their respective locations. Yeah, because a cruise ship can't stop on a dime. I mean, a cruise ship is going to take no, a good mile or so. Miles. Yeah. 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 I mean, look yeah. at the Titanic, right? All right. Listener question time. We have two today, Sherry. First one is from Brian. Longtime listener here and wondering if the cruise ship restrictions voted on in Key West stay in place can any of the major cruise lines still call in Key West? I know the mega ships are out, but how about some of the older classes of cruise ships? Well, hi, Brian. And I'll address the beginning of your question because it really sort of encompasses both the mega ships and the smaller, older ships. So at the beginning of March, Republican Senator Jim Boyd introduced legislation and that stated that the ability to restrict commerce at Florida's seaports rests only with the state or federal government and not the 15 local seaport communities in Florida. The goal of the legislation is to overrule the Key West vote, like you mentioned, which would restrict large cruise ship access. The bill is also geared to be retroactive to before the Key West November vote was even taken. So if the state of Florida legislation replaces the will of the voters in Key West, you'll probably see some mega ships jockeying for position and dock, as well as older ships, because it's not won't be up to Key West. This is interesting, though. But if the docks, they need to be repaired. And you know where the, the money to repair the docks in Key West comes from? It comes from the state of Florida mm -hmm. and the Key West authorities don't want to accept state money. 
So that's another hiccup that could slow things down. But the bill will go to the state's Commerce Committee for another hearing. And after the hearing, the bill comes up for a vote in the full legislature. So, you know, my take on this is that Key West really won't have much of a say. Mm -hmm. I'm right there with you. All right, Sherry, the second question comes from Di. She said, last week, Sherry mentioned doing Europe by land and cruising. In 2022, we are looking to spend a couple of months in Europe. Is it better to start in the north or the south when in Europe? Well, hi, Diane. That's a really good question. And, you know, you didn't mention what time of year you plan to travel or how you're getting to Europe or what countries are, you know, high on your to-see list. But um, I'll just give you a rundown of my preferences. So like you, I like these longer visits to Europe. And I go either in the spring or fall, and that kind of determines the direction that I'm going to go, whether it's start, you know, start in the south or start in the north. It'll also depend on what places you want to visit, of course, and if you're going to rent a car or rely on trains to crisscross through Europe. But, for example, if I'm going over in the spring, then I'll usually take the Queen Mary to Southampton, and from there I'll catch a train into London. This is with my luggage and everything, and stay a couple of days. I'll try to catch a play. And then from London, I'll either head down to Paris or up to Scotland. But Paris in April, or as they say, April in Paris, really can't beat that. So that's another reason why I like that direction in the springtime. And then um, if the spring crossing for you on Queen Mary isn't convenient, remember that, you know, you can always take a repositioning cruise. And if you arrange it early enough with the cruise line, you can debark almost anywhere in Europe. They will set this up. And for example, I've been on several transatlantics that were in destination was Barcelona or Rome, but I've left the ship in Dover, Amsterdam, Southampton, Le Havre, and Zabruga. So there are alternatives. You know, if you can get a really great rate on a, on a repositioning that's going to Rome, but you want to leave in Dover or wherever, you can arrange that and save a lot of money. But if, if I'm going over in the fall, then I'll start in the south and work my way north. Usually I end up in Rome and then I zigzag from Rome to Venice and Milano, then up to Basel, Switzerland. And then I try to be, you know, go along the Rhine. Hopefully now it's late November or early December so I can catch the Christmas markets. And then finally, I'll spend a couple of nights in Paris. I'll take the Eurostar into London, taxi from London, St. Pancras Station down to Waterloo, catch the train to Southampton, a taxi to the Ocean Terminal and take the Queen Mary back to New York. And then, of course, it's Amtrak back to Florida. So, you know, to sum up what you asked me, north to south or south to north, I really like north to south in the spring and south to north in the fall. See, so you can go over to Europe without having to fly. I've done, what, 26 transatlantics yeah. so far? <laughs> and, awesome. I, and I've been on a plane in 25 years. The trains there are awesome. I have yet to rent a car. I know people that do. You know, now that I have a dog that I'll be taking with me, that may be easier. But, um, yeah, I, you know, if you can catch the Christmas markets on your way north, that works out great. A lot to talk about. Sherry Laskin with CruiseMaven.com. Thank you so much. Thanks, Doug. Safe travels. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. 
Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. All right, Dougie, let's see what we got for you, buddy. Cruise Radio is produced at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Get cruise news, ship reviews, and money-saving tips every Thursday on Cruise Radio. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show. If you want to help spread the word, give Cruise Radio a five-star review. Find Cruise Radio where you listen to your favorite podcast or online at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.